Last week, we celebrated Easter, the death and resurrection of Jesus and the world-changing impact of that event. Well, today we continue that story with the immediate effects on Jesus' followers. We know from the New Testament accounts that on the Sunday morning, Mary had gone to Jesus' tomb. His body was gone and he appeared to her. Well, John chapter 20 tells us later that same day, the disciples were together with the doors locked when suddenly Jesus appeared among them. Wow, that must have been such an incredibly emotional moment. They'd heard from Mary that Jesus was alive, but they were still confused and scared enough of the religious authorities to meet secretly in a locked room. Had they believed Mary when she told them? Jesus himself had told them that he was going to die and be resurrected, but they hadn't really understood his prediction. So seeing Jesus there, showing them the wounds in his hands and in his side from the cross, and encouraging them with his words, well, it would have been life-changing, mind-blowing. John says that they were overjoyed. But one of the disciples, Thomas, he wasn't there. So we can only imagine the conversation when they saw him later, Peter, John, and the others, all talking over each other to explain to Thomas what had happened, that Jesus was alive again. Yet, Thomas had seen Jesus crucified. He had experienced the grief, the pain of that loss. And so he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I won't believe. Now, Thomas has historically got a bad reputation for this supposedly faithless response, but I think his doubts over the fantastic claims of his friends was fair. He had loved Jesus and may well have desperately wanted to believe them. But would they have believed it if they hadn't already seen Jesus? Would you? Sometimes we can think that doubt is a bad thing, especially with regard to faith. But faith and doubt are really two sides of the same coin. They go together. There is a long tradition of doubt and questioning in the scriptures. Psalm 13 struggles with a God that is silent and absent. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? Psalm 77 questions if God is loving or powerful. Will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favour again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Abraham, Moses, Gideon, many other heroes of faith doubted at times. Even John the Baptist had doubts. John, the guy who baptised Jesus in the River Jordan, who said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Later, had a momentary loss of confidence while he was imprisoned by King Herod. He sent his followers to ask Jesus if he really was the one. Of course, some forms of doubt can be unhealthy. Rabbi Lamb wrote that where doubt is expressed with cynicism and a disregard for an authentic concern for truth, 
then it's a spurious or a, a false doubt that's more concerned with making a point than actually seeking answers. Genuine doubt has to be honest, humble and self-critical. And we know Thomas's doubt was genuine because he didn't fall out with the other disciples. He didn't storm out and return to his home. He stayed with them despite his doubt, despite his questions. And this is a key principle from this. Genuine doubt should be worked through in trusted community. Genuine doubt should be worked through in trusted community. Share your thoughts and your concerns. Do not doubt alone, but find safe, wise people to explore doubt together. One week later, the disciples were all together in the locked room. And again, Jesus came and stood among them. And he said directly to Thomas, echoing the words of Thomas's earlier denial, Thomas, put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand. Put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. What a wonderful way to affirm Thomas by addressing his doubts and directing him to a greater faith. Thomas responded, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said, you believe because you've seen me, but blessed are those who have not seen and yet have still believed. You know, it's okay to have doubts. And like Thomas, it's important to share these in trusted community. If you don't yet believe in God, or if you're unsure that Jesus really is the way to be made right with him, we would love you to explore your questions and discuss your doubts on the Alpha Course. That's exactly what the Alpha Course is for. The next one starts on the 20th of April. You can find out more about it and sign up at aaronchurch.com alpha. Please go to aaronchurch.com alpha and sign up. Uh, we can talk about all of those things and those doubts. And if you've been a Christian for a while, then please be encouraged that doubt can be a sign of maturity in your faith as you learn to accept that we can never fully understand the mysteries of God. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says God in Isaiah 55. Christian author Philip Yancey wrote, where there is certainty, there's no room for faith. Or to put it another way, doubt leaves space for hope. Doubt leaves space for hope. Today, I pray that you have confidence to express your questions and your doubts, to live with the uncertainty and to grow in a deeper relationship with God as a result. Amen.